0: There we go. All right, let's have a word of prayer. Uh, Father, we thank you once again for bringing us together. As we look into uh, your word, Lord, we study more, we learn more about, uh, about your son. Uh, please give us, Lord, the understanding we need to, uh, to move closer, to lean more into him and uh, to enjoy him and to know him better. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we've been uh, working through God the Son. Uh, Colossians chapter 1. Uh, last week we looked at uh, 2 Corinthians 5, how that we are ambassadors for Christ, uh, that he's given us the ministry or the job of reconciliation. He allows us to participate with him um, in, in him reconcile sinners to himself. He, he's chosen in his wisdom to, to limit the spread of the gospel with what we do. Now, he doesn't have to limit himself with us, but that's the way he's chosen to do it. So if the gospel is going to be spread, it has to be spread by those who know it to those who do not know it. And, and, and so as ambassadors, we represent our heavenly kingdom uh, to those in this kingdom, the kingdom of this world. And what we want to do is get, uh, get people to defect, essentially, from the world kingdom to Christ's kingdom. And, of course, they do that by, by faith in Christ, that we have preached to them as, as the gospel. All right? Um, now, we've had some, some, some good discussions. I've enjoyed the discussions. Um, I don't know if you, ha- you have or not, but I've, <laughs> I've, I've really enjoyed them. So um, if you haven't, well, I'm sorry. Too bad. But I've liked them. So let's have some more discussion. All right? Uh, some 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 questions that we want to go over, um, and I want you to think about it and if you want to give me answers that that 's great, but the first question, if Christ had not redeemed you, meaning if you were not saved right now, what would you be like dead Dead. okay i'm sorry dead Yeah. Invisible? I'm not sure. Um, but think, what, what would your life be like had you never met Christ?
1: My like God would be myself.
0: Okay, you'd, you'd be your own God. How do you think that would work out for you? Yeah, there, I mean there are, if, if you let me make this distinction, there are good saved people. What I mean by that is, is that, that they may have a sense of morality, they may be trustworthy, you can you know, trust them with your money, you can trust them to watch your kids, you can trust them to, to uh, I mean, let you know if somebody's you know, trying to siphon gas out of your car horizontally they they are good people compared to other people Uh, but to get into the kingdom of God of course we know that that horizontal goodness doesn't count for a hill of beans it's it's the vertical goodness they need which they absolutely do not have Uh, so hell will be full of good people that never knew Christ so where, where would we be if, 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 if we never, never knew Christ? They're just, as the world looks like, good people. They're not saved people. Oh, no, no. no. Big, big difference between saved and good. Yeah. yeah. So are good <coughs> saved people. They're not good saved. You said saved. so meant unsaved. Uh, he must, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're did I say saved? saved? Moral oh, unsaved. Moral Sorry. People. Sorry. Like you look at a Mormon. A Mormon is about as straight-laced and as moral and good as you can do yeah. so many times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is not the Jesus of Scripture. They're not the, right. not the Jesus of Scripture. Yeah. They're moral people, so you can't look at works and think that person is saved. Right. That person is not yeah. the kingdom of God. Yeah. yeah. They may be good, but they are unsaved. I forgot the word. Well, even, yeah. even a lost person's
1: good works are selfish. So when a lost person thinks they're doing something good, if you can look into the deepest inner recesses of their life. No lost person that has no new nature can do something that pleases God.
0: Oh absolutely. And yeah.
1: and so if, like we'll use the LDS or the J Dobbs whoever, every time they do a good work, they might not even be consciously aware of it. But somehow they are earning something greater for themselves. They are doing something to please God. They are, you know, justifying themselves. Um
0: and so that, that's sin right there. Yeah. yeah. That's like literally some sort of idolatry or, yeah, um, yeah. you know, it says filthy rags. But let's, let's, let's kind of pull it in. Um, think about ourselves then. What would you be like today had you not met Christ back whenever you met Christ? What, what course do you think your life would have taken?
1: Billion. Hard to tell. But definitely lost. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, we made yeah. A lot of different
1: choices. Yeah. yeah. Since I came to Christ, I've made a lot of different choices
0: that i not ever made. Yeah. Well, well let's talk about the choices then. Um, how would you spend your time? If, if you had not found Christ, how would you be spending your time? The reason for this line of question, okay, I, I, I do have a reason for it, is, is to get you to think about your salvation, to think about the value of your salvation, and, and, and the potential uh, that, that Christ infused in your life because of your salvation. Uh, so, so, so we're not asking these to, you know, arbitrarily, right? I want you to think about this. Your salvation did literally change your life. To appreciate it and be thankful for it, sometimes you kind of have to look to and, and, and try to think of what would have happened if it wouldn't have happened. Okay, what, so, so where would you spend your time? Okay. Right. Anybody else want a venture? How would you be spending your time? Well, we wouldn't be here. Probably not. And uh, I wouldn't be here, but I think, uh, you know, there are lots of people who go to church,
1: especially like the social clubs. Um, we could talk about all the things we wouldn't be doing. You know, you wouldn't be reading your Bible, you wouldn't be training uh, for the lost. Grieving, you know, I like just, uh, you know, reading, you know, be reading some of this stuff. I mean, I know that I read that I was lost and I wouldn't pick up anything by Martin Lloyd Jones, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But I think the other thing is that, Mike said, you know, some of the choices, I think even as a believer, whether they're moral choices or not, you know, we should be bathing all of our choices in prayer for the direction God wants us to go. So, So, like, Dakota, you're going to go to State, we're going to pray about this. Has she not been a Christian? I, I don't you know somewhere else. And then she wanted wanted to transfer. Well, we're going to pray about it. And uh, so her coach quit. So now, thank God. And so she's going to stay. And that's where she wanted to stay. I just said, it's funny how that worked, you know, because it just wasn't a good situation. But but if you weren't a Christian, you would never take those things to the Lord in prayer. Uh, and those aren't even real moral Choices, you know and uh, immoral or right and wrong those are just things that, you know lots of people go well you know I'll make up my mind and kind of a best decision but I would never do that with a business decision or a relationship decision or anything like
0: that without hitting my yeah. face yeah so you'd spend your time pursuing worldly goals chasing the dollar uh, chasing what gratification um, chasing um, material things, right? Empty, vain, useless kind of things, right? Um, then, then let's ask another one: What uh, what would your relationships look like without Christ? What would your relationships look like had you never come to Christ? Horrible. <laughs> I mean, I mean. You can part of the little sisters because you walk into the course of this world and you just look out around you and that's what you
1: need to be. That's not what you like. everybody
0: else. Yeah. The world is very unbiased. The world serves itself. So the relationships would be self-centered, right? Self-centered. That'd be self-focused. Uh That'd be... um the goal would, would, would be self-fulfillment, self-gratification. Uh, um, uh, so there wouldn't be any um, sacrificing for your significant other. There wouldn't be any uh, loving them unconditionally. It'd be a very selfish, empty, unfulfilling relationship, right? <coughs> So Christ has done quite a bit in in saving you.
1: Um. Well, most people, you know, don't think outside themselves. I heard a preacher this morning, I don't know, it was about 6 o'clock, he had his name, but he was talking about three people were building like a cathedral or something, and they had three different perspectives, and you know, they asked the first guy, they, they went up and interviewed, what are you doing here? Or he goes, what are you making? And he goes, I'm making a wall. Just making a wall, that's all I'm doing, just making a wall. And uh, wow, okay, pretty limited perspective. They went to the next guy and said, what are you making here? He goes, I'm making just 12 bucks an hour, man. You know, I'm, I'm getting ripped off here. I can't, I can't make a living, I'm just making 12 bucks an hour. So they went to the third guy and said, what are you making? He says, I'm making a cathedral where we can worship God. And his perspective was outside of himself. And uh, and the Christian's perspective should be outside of themselves because something even greater than, you know, themselves or just God taking care of them, uh, and even relationships with other people is the kingdom of God and the relationship with Christ and how, how he can uh, work through them to build that kingdom. And when we get our eyes, you know, it's hard, you know, it's a battle, but when those times where your eyes are up, there's real peace, but the second those eyes start to turn inward, boy, man, you talk about hitting these kids real fast, you know, and uh I think the world and the system and, of course, people, are always, their eyes are inward uh, most of the time. And when they are outward to do something for somebody, intrinsically, you know, it's a selfish reason. I'm going to go mow the widow's lawn, everyone will see, and then she'll leave me an inheritance, you know. Yeah.
0: Um. So you realize that, that you knowing Christ, how much he has changed you, not, not just by... You know, changing your address after you die. But he has he has changed you now. Right? He he has he has directed you now. Um, I mean, what I mean, he's 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 changed. He's changed who you are. Okay, you are a different person than you would have been had you not met Christ. Uh, you you prioritize your time. You see, time is life. You know, they say, well, time is money. No, not time is not money. Time is life. You spend your life differently than you would without Christ. Now what you do with your life actually has some value. All right? um, yes, there are mundane things. There are menial things. Menial doesn't mean unimportant. It just means small uh, but, but there are things that happen in your life now that have eternal value that wouldn't have happened if you had not come to Christ. What would your relationships be like? Jesus has taught you to love the way he loves. He's taught you to sacrifice the way he sacrifices. That would not have happened if you had never met Christ. All right? He has he done, and, and if we don't stop and purposely think about these things, we won't think about these things. That, that are, we, we are entirely different people now that we know Christ. A couple of th- other things we're going to do, do here. Um, because I know Christ, I love what? Who wants to fill in the blank? Others, Others okay. <laughs> people, okay. You can actually love people. You know, even us introverts can actually love people, right? We love individuals, not groups, right? Who else? Because of Christ, I can. I can actually love. Love God. Yeah. And his word. Yeah. We can, we, can, we can love God. Before we knew Christ, we could not love God. We could not have a relationship with God. All right? Now, just to make you think a little bit, if I had not known Christ, I would probably love what? Yeah, myself. Yourself, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, might... Uh, the things of the world. The things of the world. Um, an inordinately unhealthy love of fishing or hunting, Um, you know, uh, um, worldly pleasure. Uh, See, these, money, money. See, I saw that, see, I know what that means, yeah, money, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, some people hate themselves. Some people hate other people. Some people hate that. Some people make lots of money and they don't. Or you know, there's there's a lot of hatred out there right now. Um,
0: and God delivered us from that. Yeah. Yeah. He has a lot to say about hate, and that it's uh, it's equivalent to murder. You, if you hate somebody in your heart, you're guilty of murder. Now we're capable of not murdering people that make us mad, you know. Uh, again, this is what Jesus has done for us. Here's another one. Because I know Christ, I spend my time for the Lord, okay. I spend my time, how? I'm sorry? Okay, all right, I, I spend my time in a meaningful way. Okay, it has meaning, has value. It has eternal, e- e- eternal purpose, yeah, eternal value. All right, then the antithesis of this, if I had not known Christ, I'd probably spend my time for yourself, uh, uselessly, really, yeah. It'd, it'd be a waste of time. And again, if it's a waste of time, It's a waste of life. You would, without Christ, be wasting your life. He only gives us, you know. Well, I mean, everybody has a different amount of time. It's appointed unto man once to die, so we all have that appointment, and each one is set already. Uh, But we each have a set amount of time that we'd either spend uselessly or we'd spend for the Lord. Right? We would have no inkling to, to spend it for eternal things had Jesus not first saved us. Yes, ma'am. Every day, I am reminded how much I need Christ because of the things that I, if I try on myself. I fail utterly flat. Mm-hmm. Every day. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. Every day. Every day. Okay, because I know Christ, I view life as... Precious. Okay, precious. All life as precious. Uh, there's not convenient life and inconvenient life. There's not uh, some life that's worth more than other lives. Um, but now you spend, or you, 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 you view your life as something worth living. Right? So, no, it's uh, got a purpose. Okay. okay.
1: the universe is his you know and uh, if you don't know him uh, and I find that even if I if I'm not backsliding but if I'm not praying as much or reading as much I subconsciously replace that with religiosity it's just a natural thing to uh, well I'll listen to Moody a little bit more today or I'll you know something and tell someone about you and it's not motivated by relationship and love and, and I think that uh, even as Christians we still need him to continually draw us to himself as we pursue him how that works together but but I think that uh, uh, it, it you know we're here for him and we have a yeah. purpose yeah. And, and life is not random and uh, you know I, I think that uh, that's a cop out for people that like the Huxley's in the world and the other atheist
0: philosophers who just want to do whatever they
1: want to do. Um, really. I mean it's yeah. just uh, that's
0: well, why well, one says there's no excuse. Well well now it means us us knowing Christ that even the most mundane, menial, boring, pathetic, dirty, nastiest, hardest jobs we do now have meaning and purpose because we do it for God's glory we work as unto the Lord so so there's nothing that no working or no spending of our life as long as it's been according to the way God wants us to that does not have value meaning and purpose Right, which we're actually getting into the next one if we would not met Christ how would you view life okay View him. How would how would you view life? You'd view life as as what? Meaningless. Okay, meaningless. Misty? Reciprocity. 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 Yeah, you used to view it as I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Okay, all right. Very self-serving then, self-focused, self-interested. Um, you see what, what Jesus has done to you? <laughs> As, as, as far as the world is concerned, he has messed you up bad because you don't fit in the world system anymore because he has, he has changed your, your values and your meaning and your purpose. He's, he's, he's changed who you are. He's changed the way you think. He changes the way you process information, which is actually the way you think. So... Um, <laughs> Sorry, uh, he's, he's, he's changed you. Right? He, has, he has remade you. More than just recycling you, he has, he has remade you. You're a completely different person. He yes, he renews because of Christ. Right? You are an entirely different person. You don't fit in the world anymore. You're not supposed to. You're 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 in it, but not of it. Okay, you you have to interface with it, uh, but you're no longer a part of it. You know, because of Christ, you know, I can wake up every morning without holding the day before against myself. Because I saw the Lord's forgiveness. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, holding the, 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 the day world. against myself. In yeah, world. that's. So, so, what does the passage say? That there's exactly. Joy comes.
1: Exactly.
0: In the morning. And when yeah. you're not safe, yeah. you can get that joy. No, no, no. They
1: might think they're happy, but there's
0: no joy unless you're no. the No, there's a grand difference between happiness and joy. Exactly. The world can be happy. It's emotionally based, it's circumstance based. Um we have joy. It's the joy of the Lord. It's the Lord's joy uh, that, that, that is our strength, our ability to, to move from one day to the next. Yeah. Um, all right, look back in Colossians chapter 1. It's Colossians chapter 1, if you're still there, look at verses 21, 22, and 23. verse 21, and you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, unblameable, unreprovable in his sight, if ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have, uh, which ye have heard, which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Uh, verse 23 that uh, if first class condition we could say since um, but uh, see we there was a time when we did not know christ and there was a time when all of the advantages that come with knowing christ were not ours all right but he uh, we were separated we were alienated okay separated but not just separated we were separated and God's enemy. Right now, you, you guys have been around long enough to know you don't, you don't win a fight with God. All <laughs> right, If you die God's enemy, that's, that's the ultimate loss, right? Uh, we were hostile towards God uh, because of our sin. Uh, now, Paul wanted believers to remember how deeply sin <coughs> had affected them before they came to Christ. That's why he, he reminds them of this. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies uh, in, your wicked, um, in your mind by wicked works, he reminds them of who they were before they came to Christ. So while we don't want to dwell there, we do occasionally want to remember what Jesus has saved us from, where he has brought us from, um, you know we 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 can forget how how wretched and just how nasty our sin really was um, we we can forget uh we can forget what it was like to be god 's enemy now, if we were saved young you know or we wouldn't have mentally developed to that point yet, but you know we we learn what God expects from us and we see how we don't measure up to that. Uh, It's it's not hard to understand that there, there was a time I was God's enemy and all of his wrath and hot hatred for sin was pointed, it was going to be poured out on me if I had not come to Christ and I would have deserved every single drop of that wrath um but he goes on um, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death um, so so that's that's the before all right uh the after now he it's it's really cool okay we went through this when we went through colossians but verse verse 22 said that it says that he's presented us holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. Um, it, it, it means that, that we're blameless. Okay? God looks at us through the lens of Christ, through Christ's righteousness. There's nothing God can blame us for. All right? let, let that sink in for a minute. All right? There's nothing God is holding against you. It's all gone. That's what Jesus did. We are, we are uh, it, 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 it says, un, unreprovable, beyond reproach. Um, Paul wanted the believers to remember that this miracle of reconciliation had produced something extremely valuable in their life. That, 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 that now they, they are God's friends. Now, they're not separated from God anymore. They're 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 not alienated by these wicked works anymore. Uh, they are they are in Christ. That that's literally the picture is inside of Christ. So so when when God looks at Christ, when or or when He tries to look at you, He has to look through Christ to see you, and He sees all the acceptance that He has for Christ when He looks at you. Okay, that's. If that just doesn't make the socks roll up and down your leg, you need to, I don't know, get some coffee or something. It's, I mean, this, this is what we must not forget, all right? That, that, that Jesus has brought us into acceptance with the Father. When we would have been horribly and eternally rejected by the Father, He has reconciled us to him. We must not forget. in, in, In saving us, he positionally removed all that could be held against us. So there's nothing on our account now but the righteousness of Christ. Nothing is on our account but the righteousness of Christ. As long as we're saved. Right? As long as we know Christ, if we don't know Christ, if we're not saved, then this doesn't <laughs> apply. But if we know Christ, and Jesus did this Himself, right? this this is what 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 He has done. Now look again at verse twenty-three, where it says, "If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard and." Which uh, which was uh, preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I Paul, am made a minister. Um, if we can wrap our heads around how deep our sin was and how far away from God that we were removed, and if we can get our heads around how that sin is now gone. And, and how deeply into Christ we have been placed, then we might scratch the surface of the level of acceptance that God has for us. He accepts us as he accepts Christ. The question is, how much does God the Father accept God the Son? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I mean, yeah, it's, it's complete, utter, total, whole acceptance. You're in Christ. That is the level of your acceptance of the Father to you. what can you then not do for the Father? Um, see, we, we don't want to get the idea that, well, God's done so much for me. Oh, I've got to pay him back. I've got to serve him and love him because he's done so much for me. And and he, I, I just owe him so much. Now, that's, really, the, the theological term for that is called the Tonto Syndrome. Okay. Uh, remember the Lone Ranger and Tonto? Yeah. Uh, Tonto followed the Lone Ranger around because the Lone Ranger had saved his life and he owed the debt. Okay. We don't serve God because we owe him a debt. That's not why we would do that. We would serve him and love him Because we love him. Right? What we would do in service to God would not be because we've got th- some, some, some misplaced sense of duty. Because of all that God has done for us. We serve him and we obey him because we love him for what he has done for us. Now on, on the outside, it, it, you know, the difference is hard to see. We don't love because we think we have to. That's not love. Okay. So we love him because he first loved us. Yeah, yeah. He gave us the capacity to return love to him. So just, just like faith is a gift even to believe on him, he gives us his love to return back to him. Uh, so, so what we do, we do not because we owe him. You could never pay that debt anyways. And that's a horrible that's a horrible motivation to do something for somebody, you know. Oh we've got to have somebody over for dinner, they had us over for dinner, and then they have to have us back over for dinner because we had them over for dinner and, and you know, oh I've got to cut the neighbor's grass because the neighbor cut my grass and then he, he'll feel like he has to cut my grass again, then I've got to cut his grass again. That. No, there is no joy. No. No. But because we're in Christ, we serve God, from a position of love and joy, we do it because we want to, not because we think we have to. The, the, the wickedness and, and offensiveness of our sin to a holy God uh, is gone. Wiped clean. It doesn't, it doesn't exist anymore. We, we don't have to return like a dog to the vomit. We don't have to return to that any longer. We are, we are free to serve and love God because he did first love us and showed us how. Now all of that, that is, that is what Jesus has done in saving you. All right? That, that's what you need to think about, All right? again, don't dwell in the past. Oh, i used to be such a dirty, rotten. Sin. No, that, that's not Paul's point here. He's just saying, yeah, you remember how you used to be? You remember how you are now? You see what happened when Jesus saved you? What he saved you from? What he brought you from? How he changed you into something new? You see, yeah, Jesus did that for you. And it's, it's, you know we, we believe once saved, always saved. If you're genuinely saved, you never lose that salvation. You never want to lose that salvation. Uh, so you couldn't go back to this life if you wanted to without the Lord spanking you and, and lovingly convincing you to get your head back on straight. Um, but we, 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 we serve him now. And when we remember what he saved us from, it helps us to be thankful for what he has done. Remember Romans 1, one of the indictments of those that, uh, that, that, that God you know, just, just turns over. You see the downward spiral as they worship you know, different things all the way down to the creeping things. One of God's indictments against them was that they, they were not thankful. They were not a thankful people. Um, when we remember what Jesus has done for us, We become a thankful people. We need to be a thankful people. Any any questions? Time for us to stop. All right, then let's have a word of prayer, and we'll fellowship for a little bit before service starts. Uh, Father, we want to indeed thank you, um, express our thanks to you uh, for what you've done for us in Christ. and. Lord, we uh, can spend our lifetimes trying to wrap our heads and hearts around this, um, and and we're not going to really fully get it until we see you face to face. But Lord, we do right now want to express our thankfulness for saving us, for for changing, remaking, um, reconciling us to yourself through Christ. And thank you for all the changes and and the blessings and the benefits that come with that relationship. But but Lord, we want to be thankful not for those other things as much as we want to be thankful for Jesus himself. Uh, He, Father, is the author and finisher of our faith. and He is our substitutionary sacrifice. And he is the one who has saved us. And we just just Lord, as feebly as, as we are and do, we just want to say thank you for all that you allow to take place in Christ. For it's in his name we pray. Amen.